Typical Artists and Lillian Holman present Greenhouse. Letter 5. Let's just exchange letters for now. Dear A, I'm a bit overwhelmed, so I hope you forgive the mixed emotions in this letter. I would insult both my parents' memories if I did not first thank you for the cinnamon buns. I'm impressed you guessed the bakery before I could even write back, and when I did get around to eating them, they were delicious as ever. I therefore feel a bit bad about this, but I have to ask you not to do it again. It wasn't your fault, but surprises, even small ones, leave me super uncomfortable. I know we made eye contact, so I feel even worse, but I really wasn't ready to come to the door. I wasn't dressed for visitors, and I really don't like anybody seeing me without my hair and my makeup ready. I know that makes me sound spoiled again, but the rolled out of bed look for me just looks less sun-kissed by the morning and more like trapped in my parents' basement for five years playing video games, and that's not exactly the impression that I want to leave you with. Also, I don't know how you leave your house when you aren't expecting visitors, but there are a lot of chores that I put off doing until absolutely necessary when it's just me here. Having other people witness the house and me in that condition makes me feel awful, and it's a feeling that I have trouble shaking. Also, also, I really hate getting gifts that I can't reciprocate, and I don't know what I could send you in return for the cinnamon buns. I've been spending all day thinking about that, and Sunday is the day I usually devote to watching only what I want to watch and not thinking at all. So thank you again, really, but please, just let's exchange letters for now. Now that I have fully scolded you for doing a good deed, I'll try and at least answer some of your questions. As for extended family, I have two aunts on my mother's side, and they each have two kids, so I have four cousins total. Yay, math. They were in town for the funeral and stopped by the house with food. My cousin Jack's boyfriend is a cook, so it was an exceptional casserole, and he didn't lord it over me like it sounds like your cousin does you. Speaking of, if it makes you feel any better, I've messed up my fair share of pies. I went through a big food network phase as a teen, and while I'm not half bad now, I did set off a smoke alarm enough times that my mom banned me from the kitchen whenever she had a migraine. (laughs) I'm sorry all those people bailed on your yoga class. And you know, that Betty bailed on what sounds like your whole life. I get the impression that you pay enough attention to your students, though, that it really is their loss. I'd just love someone to be able to watch me and know exactly how I breathe and how that is affecting my muscles. I tend to ignore my body until I realize that I've been sitting in one spot on the couch for a week. And then I just jump straight up into the pool and do laps until I'm too sore to move. I have a feeling that's not the healthiest way of going about exercise, but it's very easy to lose track of time with the work that I do. As for Annie, it sounds like she may be ridiculously sexy. I can say it, I'm not her yoga teacher, but it also sounds like she has horrible taste in men, so she might not be the role model you think she is. I tend to avoid having role models anyway, because all of mine tend to disappoint eventually. You're talking to someone whose favorite movie for an entire two years was Rosemary's Baby. On the note of who is sexy and who is not, have you really never been in a relationship before? I mean, beyond the feckless, fearful Frank. Uh, Seriously, I'm not judging, but I am quite serious. Was Betty just a friend? Or do you not want to talk about it? I don't have too many notches on my bed, but I did have a few girlfriends in college and when I lived in New York after. 
honestly, they brought more pain than joy, so you're not missing out. Life is so much easier when you aren't dealing with someone else's drama. Kind of like role models. You just can't know enough about a person before committing, and that sets you up for a lot of disappointment. Imagine dating a girl for three months, falling head over heels, getting ready to say I love you, only to have her drunkenly confess that she ran over her neighbor's cat the summer before and instead of telling them, she threw it in a dumpster. I, being a normal human, burst into tears at the horror of it all, but she ended up being the one to dump me. Seriously, for all of the cute Princess Bride flirtations out there, there are way more cats in dumpsters. Trust me. I'm sorry. I'm being grumpy today and I don't really know how to turn it off. I, I really was just shocked by the buns and I don't do shock well, even if it was a nice shock. My brother organized a 20th birthday party for me the summer before my junior year and the surprise literally caused a panic attack. I legitimately thought I was dying and had to spend half the party in my room getting control back, which of course my eventual cat-killing girlfriend conveniently ignored. By the time I came out again, half the people had left and what followed was the most depressing rendition of happy birthday I have ever heard. Don't worry though, you didn't cause another panic attack. I just got flashbacks to the first one, which is never very pleasant. It sounds like you may understand the drawbacks of being surrounded by well-meaning but overwhelming people, though. This is why I have routinely avoided customer service jobs my whole life, and I'm so sorry you got stuck with one when you just wanted to hang out with greenery. But from what my dad said about you, I think you're better at it than you think, and I always thought the arrangements he brought back were exceptionally pretty. I haven't heard of Left Hand of Darkness, but I googled it, and it actually looks compelling. Who knows, maybe I'll break my seven-year literary hiatus, but you have to promise me it's worth it. Also, if anything, I think your penchant for heiresses with secrets makes you cooler. You should check out Hitchcock's Rebecca or Preminger's Laura. The first is based on a book, so that should make it more appealing. And everybody in both films are charming and have so many secrets. Also, neither is set in France, so see? There, I was able to come up with recommendations. You're welcome. Also, no pressure, but if you haven't found a film where you're satisfied with the character development in two hours, then you aren't watching the right films. I'll try to end this now before I think of something else depressing to impart to you. I hope the rest of your Sunday was nice and that your week is full of Jasons and Annies and not Franks and Me's. Sincerely, Rose. P.S. If Mrs. Garland is still upset about peonies, then that's her problem, not yours. Do you have any other soap opera-worthy customer stories? I hear jilted lover and I can't help myself. Greenhouse is a production of Atypical Artists. It was written, directed, and edited by Lillian Holman. Alex Marshall-Brown is the voice of Rose Green. The show art was designed by Emily Chen. Greenhouse is produced by Lauren Chippen, Brigham Snow, and Lillian Holman.